What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, we have a very special treat for you guys here on the show as we are paying tribute to one of the greatest uh, legends in professional wrestling, the Patriot, Del Wilkes. Now, for those of you who may not know, uh, the Patriot, Del Wilkes, uh, sadly passed away on June 30th, uh, 2021. And to uh, commemorate and pay tribute to his legacy, I have decided to post a classic interview that I did alongside my friend and client, Buff the Stuff Bagwell. When we did the Buff and Booch cast, we had the Patriot Del Wilkes on the show. And the main reason we had Del Wilkes on the show is not just because him and Buff were great friends, very close, and loved each other like brothers, but also because they were two-time WCW World Tag Team Champions together as the team Stars and Stripes. As you guys know, Buff Bagwell was a five-time World Tag Team Champion with four different tag team partners. Uh, as you guys know, he's been a tag team champion with uh, Two Cold Scorpio, Scotty Riggs, Shane Douglas, and of course, the Patriot, Del Wilkes. They were two-time tag team champions. And one of our goals um, on the Buff and Booch cast back when we were doing the show was we were hoping to get all of Buff's tag team partners on the show. And to an extent, we were able to accomplish that. Uh, we had Scotty Riggs on the show. We've had Shane Douglas on the show. And you can check out uh, those other episodes here on the Boochcast. We also, uh, of course, interviewed the Patriot. Uh, we also had Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. And the only one we didn't get was Too Cold Scorpio. But who knows? Maybe someday down the road, uh, Buff and I might bring the show back and we'll uh, get an interview with Scorpio. But... Anyway, I digress. Now, before I play this interview, I do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer here. Um, during the time that we recorded this interview, uh, we were using a different kind of software to record with. So there were a bit of audio tech issues on the part of Dell Wilkes. Now, I have gone through the audio and attempted to um, you know, amplify the volume and do what I can to make sure you guys can properly hear uh, Del Wilkes. So I will say, if you are listening to the show, uh, try to put the volume uh, in the middle um, of your headphones or your computer or, whatever, or cell phone, whatever you're listening to. Try to put the volume midway. Don't have the volume cranked all the way up. It could potentially hurt your eardrums because I did have to amplify the volume on Dell's part for you guys to be able to hear this. So I wanted to just make that clear, have you guys adjust your volume so you'll be able to listen to the show and enjoy it. So I had to make that clear to everybody here because that otherwise, uh, you know, eardrums will explode and I don't want to uh, upset any of the fans. Also, even though I am giving this uh, little speech here at the beginning of the show, and I'll do my usual outro at the end, uh, you'll notice that this particular podcast uh, is also connected to a blog that is on MarcusBuffBagwell.com, which is Buff's official website. Um, you'll notice that even though I'm talking right here, uh, the words listed in the blog are Buff Bagwell's words. So I wanted to express, um, you know, how I felt uh, about Del Wilkes here on the audio, but I wanted Buff to express his words in the blog. So even though the blog technically says, written by Vinnie Bucci, all I did was type out 
what Buff wanted to say about Del Wilkes. Though they're his words, I just typed them into the blog on the website. So I wanted to clarify that. Though Buff put his put his words on the blog, I got my words right here. And uh, right now I'm just giving a little intro, but I'll share some thoughts about Del Wilkes at the end of the podcast because I want to jump to the episode as fast as possible. So hopefully you guys got a chance to read the blog and enjoy it. Um, if you haven't, uh, after you didn't listen to this, go back and uh, read the blog and you'll see, and you'll hear uh, the heartfelt words that Buff had to say about the passing of Del Wilkes, his friend. Um, and all I can say right now is sit back and enjoy as the Booch teams up with Buff the Stuff Bagwell to take on the Patriot, Del Wilkes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us this week on the Buff and Booch cast from global wrestling to all Japan to WCW to the WWE all over the independence. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the trooper that's from Stars and Stripes. Ladies and gentlemen, the Patriot, Del Wilkes is here. Oh my God. I mean, really, 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 really. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey, man, just, just you taking the time out, period to come on my show and, and 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 share some great memories. I mean, great ones, bro. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll keep you long, but we'll, God darn, we can talk about it all day. <laughs> and man, if you, told, if you told me, Mark, you needed me to back pedal from Columbia, South Carolina to Atlanta, to do something for you, bro. I'd be there in a heartbeat. So glad to do it. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, that, oh, that, 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 that just, that, that, that just gut punched me and like right hooked me with love. So, so, so thank you. So thanks so much, bro. You, even that day, that day that, uh, um, there was some guy that was su- super nice. I can't remember his name, Brian something. And he had a podcast and and he got you on the phone with me. Oh yeah. And he said and what you said is what everybody knows, but nobody wants to talk about it. Except their true friends. Yes, sir. And those words were, you know, you 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 you're getting you know you're getting chastised because you're cool, you're fun, you're you're trying, you're you're a good guy. I mean, what is it? And you went off on it, and it was just, I mean, literally, I had to hold back tears. It was that deep to me. That that, that means a lot to me. Well, I mean every word of it, and, and I'll sort of paraphrase to go back over it, Mark, and um, I think we all know that jealousy is a bad, bad thing. That green-eyed muster jealousy, and you know you're never jealous of someone that you consider to be great. Someone that you feel you're better at in your craft, in your industry, you're never jealous of those that you feel like can't equal up to you. But those that are better than you, those that you may need to work to catch up to, those are the ones that people become jealous of. And I've traveled with a guy, I've been friends with a guy now for 25 years or longer, that's a hard-working son of a gun. He's talented at what he does, 
He loves what he, he loves what he does. He trains hard. He eats right. He takes care of his body. He is dedicated to his craft and being as good as he can be. But man, that just chaps the butt of a lot of people out there. And that chaps my butt. Yeah, what? I know the kind of guy you are. I know what you're about. I know your character. I know your intentions. I know your dedication. I know your love for the business. I've seen it up close and personal. And I know what it's all about. And I know it's genuine. There's a lot of people that are jealous of that. Yes. Yes, they are. And you know what? They call that jealous in high school. They call it heat in pro wrestling. I go, guys, it's the same damn thing. I mean, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, what the hell are you talking about? Which which leads me to the next thing of us first meeting and be calling your wife, sweetie. Please, please, please. I've never heard this from you. As tired of friends as we are, I've never heard it. So the world's never heard it. I'm telling you what 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 happened with that and, 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 and what upset you? Well, at the time looking back on it it was pretty childish on my part. Because I've always considered you this way, and and let me explain it when I say it. You have the ability to communicate like a Waffle House waitress, and I mean that in a good way. When you're talking to a lady, it's, hey, sweetie, hey, hon, hey, sugar, hey, good-looking. Hey, baby, hey, baby. uplifting and flattering fashion, and you've always been that way. No harm. You're just paying respect. Hey, sweetie. It's that southern gentleman in you. But for some reason, in my... <laughs> it, Anybody would be like, 
oh my God, I'm, I'm in the right car if you want to eat right and train and tan and all that stuff and all that. But if you don't, you, you don't want to get in there. You know I mean? And then me and Legs joined up. And, and and then you got guys trying to jump in every once in a while. Matt Bourne, God rest his soul, he was with us for three days. And Eric Bischoff came to me and said, we're mad at. I go, we don't, I said, we don't know. And he goes, y'all have sent him straight to the fucking hood. <laughs> I said, straight to it. Straight to it. Y'all tried to... I said, no, 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 no. I said, he came to us. I said, he asked for... He wanted to hop in the fucking Lex Luger Buff Bagel Cadillac and let's roll. And and, and you know as good as I do, it was rolling. And and we got it done, though. We got it done. And, but, but, bro, hey... It came off on on a, on a band. They can find him. They can find him. <laughs> you know, I had, Hey, that's 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 on the road. 
I got, I got, I got, I got a separate one that goes on the road with me and all that stuff. So it's, it's a pain in the butt, bro. But are you mad about, you know, that? Are you, are you glad about that you figured it out? You know, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm going with the glad I figured it out, you know, and, and yeah, I go with the, the positive side of it. But I know, you, I know you've heard me sleep on many a night, just ripping and tearing over there. And you, like a chainsaw, I'm sure. Oh, but if you remember, there was a time in our era, I think you could say, Mark, I told you to say that, and I rolled my side. I think that I think I I would say that during that I said that to every guy I room with. Um, now whether they did it or not, I don't know. But the next day, a couple guys would say, "Hey, you know," and as soon as I said, "Mark, you went right to your side, dude." You know, but 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 that's when it wasn't. I guess I wasn't full fledged sleep apnea or AFib or whatever I had. But but it, it, it it's, it's it's really a bad thing, dude. It's a bad thing. Oh, bro, you were you were a wall shaker, you know. <laughs> I, like watch that, I like to watch that show. I forget the name of it. Swamp people, where they where they go out and catch alligators, and uh, one of the guys he'll get a big alligator and he calls it a tree shaker. He said, "Man, you see that tree shaking over there? That's a big one, dude. You were a wall shaker." <laughs> been a separate camper when we deer hunted back when I was 10 years old. But keep in mind there was no word sleep apnea in 1980. There just wasn't. My, my father woke me up in 82. Because man it sounded like you were choking or something. It was like you wasn't breathing. You know? And around my house back then you slept with a a gun right close to you and your door locked. So he kicks the door in. I come out with my gun. I don't know what's going on, you know. And, and, but it, 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 the word just wasn't around and they beat their stuff up over it. They, 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 they do. They're like, yeah, we should, we should. I said, baby girl. I said to my mom, I go, baby girl, there wasn't a word yet. There wasn't even a word yet. I mean, maybe there was medically, but I never, I never, yeah, you never heard this heavy story, right? I mean, I mean, people would wake up the next day and they'd always laugh at me, but I, I mean, now that I know it, now that I know the, the symptoms, I mean, I would sleep every class, just, just dead asleep, drool run on my mouth. And, you know, coaches, I was a starting quarterback, and coaches were putting my cleats on while I'm asleep, you know, and they'd walk out of the room, and I'd do, uh, you know, uh, three or four lines of coke just, 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 just to get out on the field. That's, that's an eight, that's nuts. That's a, that's a 17, 18, bro. I, I, it's just nuts. It's just, but, but God, I tell you this, sleep apnea can make a tremendous, tremendous drug addict. 
because they got to depend on things to sleep and things like that. And so it really has been, and I've, I've killed the pain pill thing. Uh, the sum of things, if you give me a thousand, I'll take a thousand. If you give me two, I'll take two. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm out of control with that, you know, but, but still, it just, it, it's just, it's, it's just a lot to it, man. There really is. There's a lot to it. You know, I, I've got a friend here in, in Columbia that I've known for a long time. Matter of fact, uh, he owns a gym where I used to train. He builds weight equipment. He's got a very successful business, but he has always struggled with sleep. And several years ago, his doctor prescribed him Ambien. Oh boy! Oh boy! Driving their, driving their car, I and mean, all that shit. Well, that's what happened to this cat. He woke up at four in the morning, Mark, and he thought he was going hunting. And he loaded up his truck. He got dressed. He loaded up his gear. He went down the road. He ran off into a pond, broke his neck. And had it not been for somebody passing by, seeing his truck lights in the pond, he would have drowned. But he did all that and did not even realize he was doing it. Wow. Yeah. You know, we can sit here and dog out every, every drug in the world and, and all that. But God dang, that ambient seems to always have a... A different little thing about it that, that it does something that hangs on, and I don't know what it is. And I remember here's my experience of Ambien. I had broken my neck, which had been 1998. I had broken my neck. I had, of course, a thousand pill bottles, and uh, I'm a C color, hard one, C color, hard one, not soft. I couldn't sleep one night. I couldn't sleep. So I go downstairs over to the cabin and stuff. I look inside. I look here if they can find. I see his bottle that says, you know, take this for sleep. I look at it. You know, I didn't look, look at the word ambient, but but I looked at, you know, you know, take this for sleep. I said, great, you know. Yeah, I have a, a Xenix in my world. Did do you know what Xenix was at this stage of my of my life? And then I open it up, take one, and my wife has to help me up the stairs. I get so screwed up. I get so screwed up that she has to help me up the stairs into the bed. So you know what I did the very next morning? I went straight back to that bottle. I went straight back to it, and I said, I got to read the label of this thing. So I see Ambien. 10 milligram, and it says take one or two per night. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you know what I did the next night? Can you imagine? <laughs> I took two of them. <laughs> Absolutely, I did. So they, again, she carries me up the steps. But for some reason, Ambien's kind of got to the, you had to have one to go to bed, and then one if you got up to, you know, use a restroom or something, you know. You had to have, 
you'd wake up in four hours like wide awake. You know, so it didn't hang on quite long enough. So ambience became either you know, very used to your system or whatever, but it definitely, definitely, that definitely was not uh, a wrestler's go to sleep drug. <laughs> but no, but at first, I mean, they, they were they, they were so strong. It was unbelievable. Uh, let me ask you a question, bro. I mean, think about this. Do you know we've been a two-time World Tag Team Champions? Yes, sir. Two times, bro. Two times, absolutely. Two times. WCW Tag Team Champions. That's something to be proud of, man. Hey, 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 bro. Hey, bro. You know what? I wrote it down for that same reason. It is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And I just want to say thank you and and just and just thank you for trusting me. I mean, a lot of things I said with from our boots to our tights, you weren't quite you you weren't quite sure, but you all of a sudden you. You trusted me, and and we became the best friends, you know. And um, and I I just appreciate you giving me the, you know, the authority to to, to help out a little bit to, to make us the the stars and stripes, you know. And and here you are, the big guy with the left hook, and I'm the little guy that sells to take the big man, and it just it just worked. That's why we're two times. That's why we're two times, bro. But thank you, so thank you. It worked well, and thank you. And you know, when I signed with WCW, um, I knew Bischoff from the AWA when I worked there. I was working as a trooper, and also Greg Gagne. And so, fast forward to WCW, and, and I go to Atlanta, and I meet with Bischoff, and I meet with Gagne. They offer me a three-year deal. I saw about it for a couple of days, and then, you know, I signed the contract. And I went in with the concept of being a singles wrestler. And it wasn't that long after I got there that uh, uh, Greg and, and I think Bischoff and I can't remember who else, but they came to me uh, about the idea of putting you and I together and forming a tag team. And I never for one second, I never doubted it. I was never hesitant to do it. I had complete faith and confidence in you. Again, uh, it went back to your work ethic. Uh, how serious you were about the business. And uh, I thought, too, that it was a unique concept. I felt like, in the sense that there was one guy that was a mascot, and there was another guy that was this drop-dead, gorgeous-looking baby face. And uh, I thought, you know, you very seldom see this combination in tag team wrestling. Where if one guy wears a mask, typically the other guy's going to wear a mask. But here you got one guy in a mask, and the other guy that is just your you know, that quintessential good-looking baby face. And I thought, man, this ought to be a unique uh, concept here. And I thought it worked well. I never, ever doubted that it would. And uh, I appreciate you for trusting <laughs> in me. Well, bro, thank you very much for that. That was beautiful. But you got to realize, I mean, I, I, I'm, Scorpio's gotten fired. I'm hoping for a job and they come to you, me not knowing, to, to, to do that, just just allow me to be with the All-American, which is my, my next talk, the All-American, you know, I mean, Dale Wilkes, call, call the stars and stripes, but I did get a little bus kill when they hired Jim Duggan right after it. Do you remember that? Yes, I do, and I felt the same way you did. 
Uh, it was just, I thought it was just great tag team wrestling. I loved it because it was it was tag team wrestling done right, which you don't see very often. And um, one thing that um, I like to do when I interview people is um, I, I, I that you know on the internet there's rumors galore everywhere, and I'm the type of guy that just wants to get the other person's side of the story because you only get one, and that's the internet. So whenever I talk to somebody, I like to get that opportunity. And I know one major problem or controversy that was going around was an issue between you and um I heard about an issue between you and Tom Brandy because I know he's been using the Patriot gimmick as well and someone said that someone someone I've heard rumors that he stole it I heard another rumor that you sold it to him there's just so much going around so I was just wondering how did this rumor get started and is there any any truth to any of this I just kind of want to get your side on that if that's okay no I'll, I'll give you the straight up truth on it um I haven't spoke to Tom Brandy in, in, I don't know, 20 years. I, I'll be honest with you, I was watching a, um, when I first got to the WWF, as it was called then, uh, I went back uh, a couple of months ago and was watching a Battle Royal. And, um, you know, I ended up getting my head raised and put me over to Battle Royal. And I noticed that Brandy was in it. And I had no clue that I, I had no clue that I ever shared a ring with a guy in the WWF. That's how inconsequential he is to me. But he's a liar. If he ever said that I sold it to him, I didn't. He's, he's run around now for probably the better part of almost ten years, lying to people, pretending to be me, just as a guy that never had a career, pretending to be a guy that did have a career. This guy was a first or second match uh, wrestler. That, Best. And I'm not knocking first or second match wrestlers. Uh, you know, everybody plays a part on the card. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a responsibility. But evidently, I'm the best thing that's ever happened to this guy, at least over the last 10 years. He has, I have gotten countless text messages, messages through Facebook Messenger of people thanking me for taking a picture with him thanking me for signing an autograph and they'll show me the picture and I have the responsibility of going, look dude, he just got played, he just got took that's not me um, that's a guy, that's a fool pretending to be me so I've never sold this guy anything I've never given this guy permission to use the character he took it upon himself to do it it's easy to put a mask over your face and tell somebody you're somebody else and he's done that my he has taken my pictures, not pictures of Tom Brandy wearing a mask, but Del Wilkes working as a patriot. He's taken those pictures and he signed them. He sells them. It shows where he works. Now, he's working, you know, uh, in front of small crowds, small venues. But no, this guy's a fraud. He, he's a wannabe. He's a pretend. He's a liar. He's a piece of garbage. I have no respect for this scumbag whatsoever. God, when he asked me, he wanted to ask you this question. I said, this is a perfect question because he'll tell you the absolute truth. And the absolute truth is is what what you just said. And, and you know, we didn't know that. We, we I, matter of fact, I had to, listen to this. I had to tag for the first time in eight, years of independence I had to tag with Tom Brady and I felt weird I felt I felt like like I was 
Hell, I may have texted you. I don't know. I may not. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I felt weird. It it it, it, it was messed up. It was like, damn, what, what you know, I, I you know, what what do I do here? I mean, what do I play along and say yes? I do the match and get paid, or I mean, or my boy, my boy Dale Wilkes is a patriot. This guy's making eight by ten money off pictures that are you. <laughs> right? I, I realize that, that there are aspects of wrestling where it's a copycat industry. And, uh, you know, that's fine and dandy. But when you literally kill, you take a persona, this is how pathetic this movie is, okay? He doesn't have the ability to get him all, his own self over. He doesn't have the ability he never has, whether he was... Uh, wow. Salvador, Salvador's interior or whatever he was, he's never had the ability to get himself over. So what does he do? He takes a character that a guy took and got himself over big time with that character. And he takes it and hides behind it and claims it as his own. As a matter of fact, three days ago, I had a young guy, he looked to be seven or 18 years old. He sent me a picture and he goes, thank you so much, Mr. Wilkes, for taking time to take a picture with me last night at the show. Oh, boy. And I said, look, dude, I said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you've been played. That's not me. Again, it's a guy that's pretending to be me. And it's a guy that has no uh, originality. He has no imagination. He's a guy that... uh, I mean, he was a full, a full flat copycat. I mean, he'd be like somebody coming out like they attempted to do, of course, with with the con, my thing was Conway at WWF. Good looking kid, he had the goatee. But, I mean, but unless you're going to copy it, that's top hat and all that stuff. Well, well, there wasn't none of that. There was no top hat, no system, nothing like that. And there's a mask though that that makes him equal to you so i I understand exactly where you come from but we as the fans i'm sure they want to know and and i wanted to know we've talked about it a few times but just short and sweet i didn't really really fully know either how you really were with this i just uh i mean let me ask you this who who owns the patriot I wrestled a, a eighty-year-old patriot at some fair somewhere. <laughs> oh, listen, man! It, it, everybody, but well, there have been countless people that run around and do it. That is my character. I own it. Uh, a guy, and this was a story that I got straight from his mouth. Um, Wayne Ferris, supposedly, maybe ten or twelve years ago, tried to get a hold of me. He was doing an overseas tour. And he wanted to use me on the tour, but he couldn't get a hold of me. He had no way of getting in touch with me. He did not get in touch with me. So he took Tom, and Tom worked as the Patriot, and he got the rights to advertise it overseas on posters. That was all that he had the ability to do. And he took that along with it, and somehow that went from he owned the character, he owned the costume, I mean, he owned the you know, it's amazing. Um, I still get royalty checks every quarter from the WWE. Uh, you know, from my Patriot. So it's mine. I own it. It's mine. I've never sold it to anybody. I've never given anybody permission to use it. It's been hijacked by a couple of people. And uh, that's the bottom line. 
Hey, hey, if it came out of your mouth, I know it was the truth. Absolutely, and I really appreciate you um, giving us your side of the story. I know how, I know it can be a touchy subject. I wanted to make sure that That I worded everything correctly, but since you own the gimmick, has there ever been a time where you considered maybe um, suing this guy or filing a lawsuit to get him to stop using your character? Well, here's the way I looked at that, and I've been asked that 10,000 times, too. So it's going to cost me several thousand dollars to go retain a lawyer to do this. And this guy's probably making 200 bucks a night, you know. Uh, Top, tops. 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 <laughs> so, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's pathetic. And let me, let me go back just in case I was not clear about this. I'll make it very clear. He's a pathetic. Nothing happened. Never happened, scumbag. Now, do I need to be any more clear about that? No, sir. Hey, God darn. I, that, you, do you know why we got along as long as we did to win two titles? Because I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. But let me ask you a question. How does it feel to be an all-American? I mean, really, bro? I mean, you're an all-American, bro. Yes, I switched gears. I, I, just, yeah, I, just, I just thought, you know. It's, it's quite an honor. Uh, and and, I, and I, I say this just to follow up on your question, not to blow smoke up my own rear end. Come on, please blow it up there. Come on. Recently, there was a, um, uh, the sports writers, four players, sports writers that cover the University of South Carolina, Show, right? 
Yes, I was. Tell me how that went. How that? How did that go down? Tell me. I want to hear that. Bob Hope had a, uh, a Christmas show every December. It would air on NBC. He did all the shows on NBC. But this Christmas show every December, he would also have the first team Associated Press All-American football players on it. And I grew up watching that show. I grew up watching... The only reason I watched the Bob Hope Christmas special as a kid, I was such a mark for football and college football, is I wanted to see those All-Americans and just dreamed it. Maybe one day. One day. One day, man. One day, maybe. I was fortunate enough to get to do it. God, what what was your number? Number 62. 62. God, I wish I could have put this on some kind of gambling thing or something on the internet. That would have been phenomenal. 62. So you had to run out and you had to do the whole I'm All American, Dale Wilkes, number 62, offensive line. How did that go? What did they tell you guys as young as y'all were? I mean, y'all were so young. Well, yeah, you did. You come on that show, you would come out from behind a, a curtain and, and you would run down a little ramp and Bob Hope would be standing at the bottom of it. And just in case you couldn't remember your name, your position, your school, or your number, they would have it written up on cue cards for you. So you run down Dale Wilkes, number 62, offensive guard, University of South Carolina, and then Bob Hope cracks some kind of corny joke about you and then you run off camera. <laughs> right. Did you clear yours? Did you did you make it? Oh, I, I nailed it. Oh, I love it. See, you're 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 meant to be in front of a camera, brother. But no, I tell you, what was another neat experience about doing that particular show is um, again, like I said, I, I just devoured everything about college football. I always have pro football, uh, I, almost like a walking encyclopedia. Well, one of the guys I always looked up to as an offensive lineman, I played offensive line, so I enjoy watching other offensive linemen that are good at what they do. And in my opinion, one of the greatest, possibly the greatest offensive lineman in college football history was a guy named Bill Fralick. And, um, <laughs> yes. Bill's third time. This is how good Bill was. God, three-time All-American, dude. Three-time. Wow. Yeah. Bill was a stud. Unfortunately, you know, he passed away last year. Maybe earlier. I didn't hear that. All I heard, you know, he, he did that little WWF run, I remember. And, and I had to break up Eddie Gilbert and Bill Fralick outside of my apartment, which... Nobody would believe except you over my gas grill. And I'm in a pink G-string holding a 45 automatic. <laughs> and only you, only you will believe this. You can't make this shit up. And, I, and Eddie Gilbert turned around and I went, oh, hey, I had to switch hands with a gun. I go, hey, Eddie, nice to meet you, man. But, but but they're fighting over my gas grill, and that's a big deal, bro. When you live in an apartment, you know, yeah. So they're fighting over utensils. Is a wheel broke? I mean, I'm like, what the hell? All of a sudden, here comes Fralick. 
Here comes Freilich out the back. Six whatever, two whatever, three whatever. But my God, it was just like, you gotta be kidding me. And, and it didn't say nothing. They came in and arrest Eddie and it was just, it was just always crazy over there until Eddie passed, God rest his soul, but he passed too, you know. Yeah, you know, Bill, Bill, I guess, had about a 10 or 11 year run in NFL. And the first several years of it were spent in Atlanta. And uh, just a, a great guy and a stud of a football player. Yeah, that, that, that you know that that's what I remember. And then and then when he went to wrestling, he didn't catch on very good, and it kind of it kind of made people forget how good he, of a football player he was. Because that's what I did. I I went I went, damn, that's the same guy that was a stallion for the Falcons, you know. So so but but, but you know but but great guy. Ten years in NFL plus. I mean, come on, come on, brother. I mean that ain't easy to do. That's that's, that's training. That's that's staying in shape ten years in a row. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something else. He did. Bill was a smart guy. He got into the insurance business after football. But when he signed with the Falcons, um, he signed for crazy money back in nineteen eighty four when he got, or maybe eighty five. But even the Falcons eventually traded him to the Detroit Lions. But he had worked his contract. He and his agent with the Falcons, they had to pay him $150,000 a year for the rest of his life. So even 10 years after he retired from the NFL, you know, whatever, how many years up until he died, the Falcons were paying him $150,000 a year. Um, what, what was, why? Why? Why the 150 because it was just, it was the way they negotiated their contract. And I know. I mean, damn. 50 grand a year may not seem like a lot. Shit. When you're getting 150 grand a year for doing nothing. Yeah. Doggone good. <laughs> I mean, holler if you motherfucking hear me. I mean, that's doing excellent. I mean, my God, that's a lot of money. You know that, hell. That's a lot of money. You know, and, uh, and especially you know, with putting nothing out and getting everything back. So you make it a clear 150, you know. Uh, so that's huge. That's huge. But I, um, I know I've kept you, but, but the last thing I want to talk about is something I called you today, Ashka, and it, it, it's, it's to me it's funny. It's funny um, with a happy ending, and I like telling those kind of stories. But... Um, the, the the first the first the first soma or pill I ever took in my life was one night we was in Cleveland Cleveland Ohio it was me you and Sting and we have a minivan and you you uh, y'all gave me one two three whatever y'all gave me I'm driving down the road and I was like going damn. I said, something's, something's going on, something's up, you know, something, I can't pick, whew, try to shake it off. Finally, I get bad enough to y'all go, dude, pull over, pull, pull, pull over. Y'all tell me what happened. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's great. I felt great, had another beer with y'all, we had a great night, we went out somewhere, had fun, and, um, and, and then, and then about, I'm just, I'm just guessing kind of how long, but I, I, I threw five years out. Three to five years later, you call me 
and you say to me, you're sorry for giving me that Soma. And I said to you, I said, Dale, nobody put that down my throat. I said, nobody. I said, so, I said, so, you know, thank you, love you, and that's why we're the friends we are, is because it's just, you felt it on your heart, you had to get that off. And, and you, and, and you got it off, and, and you know you got somebody that can receive it, and, 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 and love you, and, and, and be here for you. So just, just, just know that I thank you so much for doing that. Well, we, um, you know, we loved ribbing each other on the road, and it was part of just a rip that we thought was innocent and, and you know, no harm intended. And, but, yeah, I did. I felt like, man, you know, several years down the road, I, wow, man, I, I probably shouldn't have done that. And I just felt like I needed to call you and, and just express to you that, you know, I regretted it and I hope that I didn't do anything that would have eventually led to, you know, anything that was regrettable. But... I appreciate the way you responded, and, you know, listen, I, you and Sting were just, uh, it was amazing to rip Joe and pull on each other, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we had love. <laughs> we did, we did, dude. Hey, let me ask you this, your, your memory's so great, where, where were we at when we had to go get Sting out of, not make necessarily jail, but they were going to lock him up, Where's was for speaking, you what, remember? It was me, and it was Winston-Salem, and it was me. They were going to lock me up. It was me, brother. It was me, you, and Steen. I got pulled over Winston-Salem, and they took me to jail. Y'all bonded me right out, and we went straight to the show and wrestled. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Is that great? And we had to talk him into that. We had to talk him into that, bro. They wanted to like arrest and judge and all that stuff. What I was going to, you know, I wasn't going above a hundred. It was like ninety, I think, or something like that. Which is which? Which in North Carolina, brother, don't fly. No, yes, sir, we did. We found out all those quick is right off that split. When 40 goes to business 40, and that's the way to the Coliseum. And we are going to that road, and, and y'all, of course, are going, go, go, Florida, we're late, go. Because yeah, I'm, the, I'm the rookie, so I'm going 90, you know, wide open. You know, Bagwell's going to get us there. And blue lights, bro. And all of a sudden, two sets of blue lights. And we went, we were like, uh-oh. <laughs> when you see two or more, it's not good. So, yeah, they actually, yeah, they, they were going to try to hold me, actually. And y'all had to talk to them and say, dude, we got a major show tonight and make it bigger than it was. It wasn't very popular then. But at the same time, we're going to draw a crowd. We're going to draw, you know, two or 3,000 for sure. And, um, and that was a great town for us. So it was, it was a big deal. Not to not to have me there, and with that with, with that said, yeah, but they literally wanted to, to keep me, and I think we give. I think for some reason, it's in my head, hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I remember there was money involved. I wasn't sure how much <laughs> it was, and uh, and it took some pleading and some basically arguing with them to, to get them to do that. But yeah, it, 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 it first. 
for just, just being on, on the show. And uh, uh, Boosh has one more little question for you. We've kept you for plenty of time, but I'm oh, yeah. sorry, but thank you so much. But well, Boosh, go ahead. Well, well, I got two. One's a quick one. I know the listeners are going to want me to ask this because there's no, it's, it's, it's you two and Sting were in, a, were in a van traveling together. So anytime while you guys were on the road, were you ever in the canyon? <laughs> No, do, 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 do you even know about the canyon, Dale? You're going you're gonna to have to refresh my memory and bring me up to the Well, station. hey, don't feel bad about that. That's a deep one. He went deep on you. The canyon was where Sting's cell phone don't work. I said, oh, you're in the canyon. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! It became the biggest deal in the world. So he was asking you if you did the canyon. What's your, what's your yeah, we, we had we had Sting on the show last time, and that in the canyon thing became a, a oh. running gag on the show. So I had to ask that for the listeners. But this is the real question I wanted to ask. Um, you know, you we talked about you know all the all the all the different promotions you've worked for, and there's one promotion in particular that Buff and I are affiliated with. It's a uh, UCW, and I remember at one point I read somewhere there was originally going to be a Stars and Stripes reunion at one of the shows, but unfortunately the show was um, canceled for whatever reason. So I'm just curious, do you think there's any chance down the road 
and either one of you can answer this, that we might see a Stars and Stripes reunion that you think you guys might tag up one more time? I, I, I got a wish. Well, I would love to. It would be great to do that. But brother, if you're talking about getting in the ring, I would have to help. I would have to have help getting up the steps to get in the ring. <laughs> Dale, I, I told the other day, I said, uh, X-Pac, I had a, I had a pick line come out of my arm. A pick line, okay? That I was having to cover to make a shot and get my medicine and all that stuff. And Xbox wanted me to take the heat. Xbox! I said, I said, I, so I went over and did the professional thing like I always do. I said, bro, I said, can you not see that I've lost 30 pounds and I've got a pick line? I said, yeah, we get heat on me. But when I go down the first time, I'm gonna stay down. <laughs> I said, I, I can't. I said, unless somebody comes down and helps me up, I, said, I can't get back up. Now, thank God, I can get back up at least. But bro, it, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 hard. I mean, like people that work with me, they, you know, I I I ain't left my feet in a while, and I can't and don't want to. I've got everything bolted together and. Uh, I'm I'm finally putting a little size back on, and so hey man, I'm trying I'm trying to stay healthy. So yeah, but that's that. Well, let me tell you this, and, and the timing of what you're talking about is just unbelievable. True story. A couple of weeks ago, and, and I know you get this more probably more than I do. A guy contacts me through Facebook. He says, "Hey man, if I send you a, a match of mine, would you mind looking at it and critiquing it, and just being honest with me and tell me if you think I got a shot? And also, too, if you feel like I do, maybe you could put me in touch with somebody in Japan. It's always been my dream to go to Japan. So I said, "Sure, man, send me the match, send me the video, and I'll look at it." I can't remember the guy's name, but it, it was working against you. And dude. My response to that was, I said, the guy I'm impressed with is the guy that can barely walk. <laughs> yes. Still went out and did 20 minutes. That's the dude I'm impressed with, and it was you. I mean, I could tell you were in pain. I mean, it was a struggle to walk. It was a struggle to get into the ring, and you were playing all back to being, to being able to even lift your shoulder up. It was, it was so embarrassing, Dale, it was so embarrassing for me. Here I am, what's your name? Buff Bagwell. And I'm having to act like I'm not hurt. So instead, you know me, instead of acting like I'm not hurt, I'm gonna act like I'm, I'm gonna tell them I'm hurt. I get on the microphone some nights and said, look, I hurt my hip, da da da. I had five hip surgeries, bro, on my left hip only. So it's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's not even feasible. I don't even tell people that story because it's just, it's like five. What do you, what do you, that's like saying, hey, how many sets you got left? I got five sets left. <laughs> Nobody's got five sets left, you know? <laughs> but nobody gets five hip surgeries. But yeah, it's just, it's just crazy, dude. But, uh, the, but you know, the, the 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 kid, yeah, he, he called him in and he called him out. Here's a crippled guy that's 50 that did better than you did. Yeah, that, that, I said, 
Yeah, and, and hopefully it's, it's that was a while ago because now I can actually go rope to rope. How about that? Is that is that impressive? Rope to rope for a tackle. I mean that's huge. Oh my god, I was thrilled to death when I could do that. I was like, oh my god, I can go full you know rope to rope to get at least get a a, a tackle spot. You know, I, I think maybe people don't realize how at one point that was something you didn't even think about. It just came so easy. But you fought through all these injuries. You thought maybe I would never be able to do it again. And now to be able to do that is quite an accomplishment. And you know what? That was said perfectly. And perfectly enough that that ends anything that you want to say. Unless, do you want, do you want to say your website? Do you want to... Yeah, absolutely. Please, please. We've got uh, Dell, and it's D-E-L, DellThePatriotWilks.com. You can go to our website, and we've got uh, all kind of merchandising there. My DVD, we've got T-shirts, masks, uh, posters, pictures, cards, even some football cards from my playing days at the University of South Carolina. Go to the website, DellThePatriotWilks.com. Pick up any of the merchandise. Also, do. Follow me on Facebook at Dell Wilkes and then on Twitter, all caps, Dell Wilkes, at Dell Wilkes. So, um, appreciate you guys having me on, man. Man, are you kidding me just to be able to talk to my friend, dude? For a few minutes, and it's been an hour, and I'm sorry, but 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 I enjoyed it, and, and thank you so much for letting me. I really, really, thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, and I mean that for real, bro. I love you. Always have. You've always you've always been by my side when guys didn't like Bagwell, and you know why you why you with Bagwell and all that, and you hanging with because you knew Mark. And Absolutely, brother, and I love you too, man. I love you so much. Just have a good night. You too. Thank Bye-bye. you, guys. Thank you. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was our interview with the one, the only, the late, great, the Patriot, Del Wilkes. And all I got to say is he was a pleasure to talk to from start to finish. I mean, he didn't dodge any questions. He told the truth. He kept everything real and honest, and he was just... You could tell he was a good, genuine person just from the way he spoke. And the guy didn't even like to cuss. Like, that's what I loved about it. Like, there were so many times where it sounded like he was going to cuss, but he didn't. Like, he's a genuine, down-to-earth, like, good person, you know? And some people would say, from listening to his podcast, he has his political beliefs and all that. But politics aside, Del Wilkes was an incredible human being. Uh, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, you know. And even though as a wrestling fan, as a kid, I didn't really see a lot of Del Wilkes. I saw, like, bits and pieces of him here and there. When I go back and watch some of his uh, classic matches, when I do the pay-per-view reviews for WCW or WWE and I see him on there, I'm reminded of how gifted and talented he really was in the ring. This guy could have been like a really big star. Not that he wasn't a big star like and, and with what he did, but he definitely could have been like a legend, an icon, like a, a WWE champion. He was that damn good, 
you know, and obviously in WWE there were crazy ass politics or whatever. Um, I know WCW things got a little bit hectic. He said when uh, when Hogan came in and you know brought in all his friends, even though Del Wilkes said that Hogan did a lot of good for the business, so he wasn't knocking him. He was just you know giving his observation, which I can respect. So you know Del Wilkes was great. Uh, hearing the Tom Brandy story was definitely something that uh, I was very intrigued about, and I liked that he pulled no punches and was basically able to bury this guy without cursing. I thought that was very, very uh, talented and gifted because there are so many wrestlers that um, I know are incapable of doing that. And, you know, the possibility of reuniting Stars and Stripes, uh, I know that's something that a lot of people would, you know, fantasize about, but sadly... Uh, we're never going to see that, but either way, uh, if you want to see some of the classic matches of Stars and Stripes, um, you know, we have DVDs for sale of the Stars and Stripes tag team on uh, MarcusBuffBagwell.com. And of course, on there, like I said before, if you haven't read the blog yet, if you're just listening to this through Anchor, uh, go to the blog on MarcusBuffBagwell.com and you can hear Buff's thoughts on the Patriot Del Wilkes and how he felt and, you know, his reaction to his passing. And, you know, all I got to say is Del Wilkes is an incredible uh, human being, a great wrestler, and someone who truly loved his fans. And I love the fact that I got a chance to, you know, talk to him and hear some great stories and really get to know the man behind the mask. Uh, while he was still alive and that's usually a blessing because you know there's so many wrestlers who pass away and so many who have uh you know died either of a young age or older age or whatever but you know there's always wrestlers you really want to meet but then they pass away and you there's that part of you as a fan that hates the fact you never got to meet them well i'm glad i got to talk to del wilkes i may not have gotten the chance to meet him in person but i got a chance to interview and talk to him and it's a moment i will treasure forever and that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this uh, interview and uh, this tribute to uh, the Patriot Del Wilkes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And like I said before, you can go to MarcusBuffBagwell.com uh, to read the blog that Buff gives on um, Del Wilkes. I know, again, this is a shameless plug, but if any of you out there are interested in seeing some classic Stars and Stripes matches. We do have a Stars and Stripes DVD for sale that has some of the classic matches of Stars and Stripes. And the best part is when you go to uh, the DVD section of MarcusBuffBagwell.com, you'll get to see the front and back of the DVD, which means you get to look at all the classic matches that are there. So you get to see uh, the matches you will get to witness before you decide to purchase the DVD. So if you want to see uh, some classic Stars and Stripes, that's a good place to check it out. Um, and I know uh, Dell also uh, plugged his website on the show. I don't know if his website is still active or not, uh, but if it is, obviously go there. And of course, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Pick your favorite hosting site, follow us there, or you can be a super fan and follow us on all four sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content to provide. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out everything we have on there from Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring to 
our watch parties, our D&D games, funny skits. We put great stuff on there for you guys to check out. So make sure you guys go to our Boochcast YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, and ring that bell to be notified so you can check out all the new content we have coming your way. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live uh, wrestling watch parties. Um, we usually do the big four of WWE, which is uh, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series. So anytime those pay-per-views are happening, we do live streamings on Twitch where you guys can follow along with us and watch the show, and we'll live chat with you guys through Twitch. Also, we have our big D&D show uh, coming soon, so make sure you guys are ready for that. That'll be coming to the uh, Twitch channel sometime in the month of October, and I've got a big announcement regarding the D&D show, but I can't reveal what it is quite yet, but when I can, it's going to blow your fucking minds, so be prepared. Also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the show, support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Uh, we have three different levels you can donate at. You can donate for as little as 99 cents per month. Uh, you can also donate for $4.99 per month, the same price as a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys aren't fans of the Peacock, but uh, you can take that money, bring it over here. We got better content anyway. Also, you can donate for a mere $9.99, the same price we used to pay for WWE Network subscriptions here in the United States. You guys can take that $9.99 since you have nowhere to put it and bring it over here. We got better content for you guys anyway. You can pay with a credit card or with GPay. And this money, like I said, helps us sustain future episodes. It allows us to upgrade our equipment, bring in some bigger name guests. Uh, it allows us to pay the bills as well as take care of my guys who work very hard behind the scenes here at the Boochcast. So if you got a favorite co-host, if you're a regular listener and you feel like they should be paid for their work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet.